E a Italian Moyo Stories numero 34 arriva il capo. Signore e signori, questa è una puntata speciale del podcast che vi racconta tutto sulla mobile content creation. Io sono Francesco Facchini e l'ospite d'onore oggi è un signore molto particolare e io devo fare questa intro in un doppio linguaggio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the first time that I do in double language my Italian Morio Stories podcast, but it's... Uh, Uh, a thing that I have to do for English fellow colleagues in English Mojo Eras because uh, the host, uh, the special guest today is uh, the boss. Chi, chi, a chi mi riferisco? Cosa sto dicendo? Cosa sto sproloquiando? Sono molto emozionato nel dirvi che eh, a Italian Moyo Stories numero 34 a parlare di pasa, passato, presente, futuro del mobile journalism, della mobile content creation di Mojo Fest, di Mojo Tour e di Mojo Italia c'è Glenn Mulcai, cioè quello che ha inventato, creato, fatto nascere, crescere, sviluppare la community internazionale dei eh, Mojoer e lo sentiamo in una lunga chiacchierata col sottoscritto dopo lo stacco e dopo Galway Girl per coloro che possono sentire anche la musica qui su Anchor questa Italian Moyo Stories numero 34 e io dico anche l'ultima parte in inglese and now let's hear together a chat with Glenn Glenn Mulcai this is to say the boss of the international community of uh, mobile journalists uh, and uh, mobile content creators that they will tell everything about the news on Mojo Fest, on Mojo Tour uh, and uh, a special greet uh, and wish about Mojo Italia, the Italian mobile journalism festival that will take stage at the second part of September this year in Rome, in La Casa del Cinema and in Stampa Romana Association headquarters. Here is a shot after the, the music and after in particular for those who can listen to my podcast on Anchor after Galway Girl of Ed Sheeran and then the chat with Glenn Mulcai signore e signori Glenn Mulcai dopo la musica hello Francesco oh what a surprise Glenn Mulcai how are oh, you I'm very well thanks how are you doing yeah fine fine do you hear me well I hear you perfectly. I'm just wondering now, should I put headphones in so that you're not being picked up in the recording? Might be an idea. <laughs> It's a big pleasure to have you here on Italian Moyo Stories. Un grande piacere avere qui Glenn Mulcai, il capo della comunità internazionale dei mobile journalists. Uh, first of all, Glenn, uh, our congratulations for your last arrival in your family. I hope that, something, that everything is going well. Uh, greetings to you, greetings to, uh, to Fiona, your wife, and uh, how is it going with this new arrival? Yeah, it's going really well. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's putting... ...past all of his health checks and everything. See, we're lucky because uh, we're slightly alternative parents, so um, we, we don't have the issues that some people have with bottle feeding because my wife has cho chosen to breastfeed, so uh, he's sleeping extremely well at night, which is all great. So all good, thanks for asking. I've got a lot of things to ask you, Glenn, but first of all, let me ask you about 
the after Mojo Fest. What, what are your thoughts? What happened after the, this big event we made in uh, last, um, last days of, uh, of last May? And uh, which are your talks, which, which were the feedbacks and so on. And what are you thinking about the future? Tell us everything that you can tell us about MojoFest. Well, uh, you probably know well, Francesco, that the MojoFest hosted in May this year was the first time that I had run an event outside of RTE. The previous three years were all an RTE event, obviously called MojoCon at the time. And um, so I was quite happy with MojoFest's performance, given the fact that it was announced relatively late into the year. I think it was February before I actually announced that it was going to happen. And um, that meant there was quite a short lead time, which was a bit of a pity. Um, but nonetheless, we had good attendance and um, the numbers for the exhibitors were down, which is a bit of a pity. But that definitely was in no small part attributed to the fact that it was late announced. And um, so... Looking forward, uh, on the back of a conversation that actually happened in Galway this year, um, there's now an extremely good chance that there will be a Mojo Fest hosted in Asia, uh, hopefully in the first quarter of 2019. And, and I literally, just before I came on the phone to you, I was uh, just going through the finer points of the contract for Mojo Fest Europe, which will, once again, I can say it officially now, and this is the first time I've said it publicly, I think, uh, it will be back in Galway, back in the same venue that we had it in last year, uh, because we have agreed a partnership with NUI Galway once again. I thought the venue was fantastic. I thought it per perfectly fitted our needs this year. Absolutely. And Galway is a good city. I know it's difficult to get to. I, I had a few people saying, oh, it's you know, a long flight and then a long drive or a long bus journey. I get that. But I'm, the reason I'm hoping people will make that journey is the event will be four days in 2019. Uh, so the four days and the first day is very much heavily focused on photography um, and, and that, you know, it'll be slightly different to the structure of previous years. But I do think it's, it's actually going to be very exciting. I hope it's going to have more public participation as we did have for the very last year in MojoFest where, or MojoCon where we hosted these, um, these fringe events that were all free to the public. So I'm hoping to do something along the lines of that. But all that will be dictated basically by how many sponsors decide to roll in behind the event and support it because... At the end of the day, I can only do what my budget permits me to do. Absolutely astonishing the news that you are giving us. Uh, so um, you are telling us many things about the future. Um, can you tell us uh, also if there will be a, a, a more matching probabilities to to meet also media companies because uh, the, the the only thought i had the only probably negative but i don't know negative if if definitely negative uh, 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 the only thought i had about mojo fest that made me thinking uh, a lot it was that we are a, a super community we are um, uh, a great community a large community a worldwide community but we have to continue going outside and convincing, matching, linking with the media companies just to push the mobile journalism more and more inside the newsroom. Which, which is your thought about this? Um, well, you know, the whole idea of MojoCon, when I designed it initially, it had three pillars. And the pillars were very much about talking about what you're saying, which is about amplifying and growing the community. That was at the heart 
of the idea of the event. The idea of, of growing the network with media companies is something that has happened, in my opinion, incidentally over the years, not as a strategic part of it. I'm not entirely sure, and I, I'm interested to see how you and Nico go about this for um, Mojo Italia, to be honest, because from my perspective, I don't know what the quid pro quo would be to invite media companies to the event. Like, you know, do they come because they're looking to buy content, because they're looking to commission content, because they're looking for new people, new people as freelancers? I would argue that to a certain extent, based on my experience, a lot of that happens through the actual the Mojo Fest group on Facebook. And um, so I don't know what form it would take at the actual event. I mean, certainly previous years, we've had a lot of the big international media companies, you know, everything from BBC to Deutsche Welle, NRK, you name it, present in some capacity at the event. But the networking is not a formal structure. The networking is very, very casual. And I've always wanted it to be a single flat hierarchy where basically anyone can reach out to a speaker or any other delegate. Now, admittedly, this year, because of budgetary constraints, I did not have the flexibility to have the conference app, which I have had in previous years. And I think that app helped an awful lot with networking because you could see who the attendees were at the event and you could private message them or link in with them. It remains to be seen at this stage, Francesco, if I will have the budget to be able to bring that app in again. The app with development costs costs around 1,500 euros. It may sound yeah, like small money, but it, 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 you'd be surprised how close to the wire it is. So I'm open to suggestions. I'll be inviting, as I did last year, I'll be inviting suggestions um, for possible topics and for possible panels. Um, certainly the structure of it, with the exception of the additional photography day, the structure of it will be a little bit different. I'm changing around the order a little bit. But the themes, in, 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 in the most part, anyway, the themes will be very consistent with stuff that we've covered before. But I am I'm working with uh, some of the marketing team in NUI Galway to try and look at expanding the reach of the event beyond just broadcast, because I think the real market that is relatively untapped right now is the business community realizing that empowering their staff to create content and, and reinforce stories about their brand is a huge opportunity. It's a good opportunity for the people who are the Mojo trainers out there. It's also a great opportunity for businesses to basically make more cost efficient use of their, of their staff resources um, to get their brand message out there. So that's an area I definitely want to try and develop further. But at the heart of the conference, as it always has been, it will be mobile journalism as a practice, as an industry, as a movement. I completely agree with your point of view, more or less. Uh, I think that businesses and companies will go forward, uh, the media companies, uh, and, and give us a great chance to develop business. I, got, I, I give you two suggestions. You know, I'm, I'm always by your side. And I give you two suggestions, and uh, I hope uh, that I can help you uh, again uh, with Mojo businesses and aerial and drone journalism. These two items does uh, that do suggest you something, some thoughts about? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I'll deal with the second suggestion first. And um, so I'm personally a very big uh, aerial drone UAV enthusiast. I was a very early adopter of the DJI Phantom 1 and have had four drones since. Uh, I'm passionate about it. I love actually playing with, with my drone. Um, and so much so that at MojoCon 2, uh, which was hosted in Dublin, um, I brought over Philip Bloom, who is an extremely well-respected uh, camera person, trainer, evangelist, if you will, for kind of large format cameras and that sort of stuff. But he also is an award-winning drone cinematographer. And he did a session at that 
uh, to talk about the key skills of, of using drones for cinematography because everyone gets very excited about the tech but really it's the skill of using them for, for cinematography that's the missing part, you, right? Sorry, sorry if I interrupt you, but this is very important what you said. I absolutely agree with you. Can you repeat the name of the evangelist you invited? Yeah, so the speaker at the time was Philip Bloom. Philip is an ex-Sky News documentary cameraman. He would have left Sky News around the same time that the whole DSLR revolution was kicking off back around 2009. And since then, he has effectively become one of a small handful of um, extremely crafted cinematographers and directors of photography who have basically pioneered and pushed the boundaries of, of large chip camera cinematography. Uh, so if, if you Google him, like he is a huge following and it was a, it was a real pleasure to have him as part of the actual conference because he's, you know, he's a massive amount of experience to share. And I've already quite publicly on Twitter actually approached him and asked him, would he be interested in coming back next year? So I'm really hopeful that, you know, two years on, given everything that's changed in the marketplaces, given all the new technology that's come on the market. And, and he's currently playing with the latest um, Mavic Pro 2. Uh, I think it would be interesting to have him on board. The only thing I would say as a negative, and this is nothing about Philip, this is about the audience's response to the drone cinematography. At that same event, we had uh, Romeo Dersher, who was the head of education for DJI. And uh, DJI basically had uh, one of their local distributors and everything at the event. There was very little interaction. There was very little take up. Uh, the, both the exhibitors and Romeo sort of said that it felt like a bit like a damp squib, that the audience did not interact. They felt that it was off topic. I was kind of stunned because from my perspective, and I've been saying this publicly for quite a long time, Mojo is more than just a mobile phone. It, you know, uh, for me, a, a full Mojo kit can happily include a DSLR or a GoPro or a 360 camera and a drone. It's not about the gear. It's about the storytelling and it's about the individual storyteller. So, you know, for me, drone uh, cinematography is very much part of the Mojo toolkit. And uh, I was a bit disappointed with the take up. And as a result of that, I've had no real interaction with DJI since. I think they felt it was a bit of a disappointment, which equally reflects badly on me uh, and is a real disappointment for me as well. All that said, I regularly try to push boundaries. I regularly try to introduce new topics and, and new streams to the conference. Certainly, I personally would love to have another strand looking at drone cinematography. But the problem I have is that there's a very well-attended drone conference that happens in the west of Ireland every year. Um, and all the big drone brands turn up at that event. So I'm not entirely sure that I would have the leverage to make a really dedicated drone strand at the conference this coming year. However, I'm happy to do a little bit of testing and exploring on the issue. Uh, I want to underline the concept because it's absolutely perfect. And I think that the most important thing that also drone industries and has to understand is that technique could uh, open the market till a point, but it's a storytelling that could open uh, uh, to uh, infinity the, the market in, in itself, not, not only the technique, because if you, if you use drone only because of a technical uh, machine, uh, you know, something astonishing that could make make let, let you make uh, images astonishing images you don't tell a story and then and the interest and at one moment will finish only only the interest to a story do not finish exactly and i think that this this was the the concept you wanted to underline isn't it yeah absolutely and that was that was the focus uh, that was why i tried to do the conference uh, focus on number two very much on the storytelling side because i had attended that massive drone conference in ireland the previous year 
I knew what the topics for discussion were. It was very much heavily about technology, about the kind of regulation and the legal rules around it. And I think all those topics were important, but there's no point in duplicating something that another conference is doing extremely well. Um, so I agree. I think uh, understanding the, the, the power and the skill of the device for storytelling is the essential part of the mojo equation. And I think that certainly would be the angle I would like to approach it at. Of course, the problem is, and this is very real right now, the problem is, is that we're about to see new EU regulations coming in that will be applied right across the European Union. And they're quite strict. And there's already a group on, uh, on Facebook after kicking off to try and bring UAV pilots together as a kind of a lobbying group to try and counter some of the actual measures that have been introduced. So it's definitely a hot topic. It's definitely something that needs discussion and further exploration. The only bit that I'm not 100% sure about is whether it resonates with the audience that attend Mojo Fest as it stands right now. So that's we, the bit that I need to explore. We are going to the end, but uh, last but not least, uh, tell us everything that you can about Mojo Tours. That are the, the that is the initiative that you are going to develop the first part of October. Yeah, well, basically, um, you know, I've been delivering training in-house for companies and for broadcasters for the last six years, uh, seven years, actually. Um, and I've always kind of felt that there was something lacking in the training environment that we were using. It was always a case of when you turn up, you have to try and go out in the corridor or go out to the front of the building and do some photography. It's not really inspiring. It's just, you know, it's it's kind of dull, for want of a yeah. much better yeah. word. Yeah. So the whole idea of the tour was to kind of actually mix part of my former life, if you like, with what I do now. Like once upon a time when I was in my 20s, I worked in the tourism industry in the west of Ireland. I know Galway extremely well as a result of that. And I remember at the time, this is way before smartphones even existed. At the time, people would often come to the youth hostel that I used to work in and bring their then DSLR cameras. And we'd go out and do photo walks. And it was something that they were really impassioned by. And it kind of dawned on me. No one really, with the sole exception of um, Damien van Achter, who I think is based in Austria, who has done these kind of team building tours. No one else is really doing these mojo style tours. There's loads of photography tours. You can like even Moment, the brand that makes the lenses for smartphones, has an entire program of photography tours. But no one is doing specifically mojo tours to bring you out and teach you all the core skills that you require to really hit the ground running as a pro mojo. So myself and Mark Egan during Mojo Fest this year, we're talking about this concept, this idea of taking a very small, intimate group of people, basically taking them under our wing for a week and basically showing them and teaching them pretty much everything we know. And couple that with touring along some of the most spectacular landscape in Ireland along the West Coast and the Wild Atlantic Way, I think it's going to make a really unique learning experience. I'm really interested to get the feedback from the delegates from the first one, because for me, that's everything like if you know this is where i'm going to learn about what works and what doesn't work about it so i think it's really exciting and as you've already said it runs basically from the first to the sixth of october and the the website has been live for a couple of weeks yesterday because we had a few people asking about this and yesterday we announced a new ticket tier that basically does not include accommodation up front so you can basically decide to stay in youth hostels or camping in ireland in october would be a very brave move um, but you can stay in B&Bs or whatever if you want to try and bring the cost down for yourself. So what we've done is we've just basically put the training cost and the travel cost into a single package. And we launched that ticket yesterday. So, you know, I'm interested to see if we can get a few more seats. As it happens, the original number was capped at 14 because I bought a minibus, but actually I can't get the minibus on the road yet. So I've had to hire a bus for it. And the, the bus actually has 22 seats. So we have loads of room. 
Um, but I'm not too sure if we'll be able to fill 22 seats. I think that would be very ambitious. But anyway, I'm really interested to see how it goes. I'm really interested to see the content that people create when we're on the road. And yesterday, as I think you even commented, uh, I announced three competition winners that basically are attending the, the, the Mojo Tour at the two of them basically sponsored by brands like Joby and Sure, and the other one we're basically sponsoring ourselves. So I think it's going to be really interesting to get their take on it. Like Caroline, who won from journalism.co.uk, like she's a brilliant, gifted mobile journalist already. It's going to be interesting to see what someone like her is going to create over the week that we're on the road. Absolutely. The site, I think, if I don't make a mistake, is mojotours.eu, mojotours.eu in Italiano. And the last question, in 20 days, more or less, we are running, we are running Mojo Italia. <laughs> As a godfather of Mojo International Community, give us all the advice that you can, because we need, we need, we, we, we try to, to keep inspiration from what you did and the, 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 the job you did in the years, but we need your advices and your You know, like a Pope, you have to give us a benediction. <laughs> please, please. Um, all, all I can say to you is having, having done a, a similar style event for four years, but on a different model. I, I, I really quite envy you for being able to run this so that you don't have to charge ticket prices. Uh, I would love, uh, honestly, heartfelt, deeply, I would love to be able to make Mojo Fest a free event. I think it would look very different. I think the style of it would be very different. And I th I'm really interested to sit in the long grass and to see how your event runs because it's, it's a very interesting and a very, very brave model that you're using. Um, the key thing I would say is, you know, network the best way that you can. My strategy has always been, I, I spend, or in the past, basically, I've spent anywhere between five and 10,000 euros on social media marketing campaigns. And um, I didn't have that luxury this year. I didn't have that same reach. But like the word of mouth of people that you know is, is worth a hundred times what you're going to spend on social media because it's a personal referral and that has real value. So, you know, I, 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 I have, I've happily opened the door for you to basically promote the event on, on the, the Mojo Fest group and something I will have to do for other events going forward, to be fair. Uh, but at the end of the day, I would say tap into the community because they are the single best messengers for what you're trying to achieve. Um, and just if, if I can, the, the web address that you gave for the tours is actually not what your address was. There's two different sites. So the tours website, uh, just to clarify, is mojofest, www.mojofest.tours, not .eu. DU is the conference uh, website. But there's a link between them now anyway, so it's fine. Um, so I, I'm, I'm devastated to say I'm not going to be able to join you in Italy. I, I have a client basically in Qatar who is a regular client of mine. They book me for weeks and weeks every year and they had a tentative date in. I think I said that to you publicly anyway, but they confirmed last week that they need me back out there again. So I'm going to basically be in the Middle East for the entire duration of it from the 8th right up to the 23rd of September. Um, but I do wish you the absolute best and I'll be follow, following the hashtag along with a lot of interest to see how things are going and, you know, Thank you. thank you, thank you very much, thank you very much, uh, Glenn Molkai and
quindi lo avete sentito 20 minuti di chiacchierata che non ho voluto interrompere, non ho voluto tagliare perché a me queste cose piacciono così con le loro imperfezioni, con le loro sensazioni, con il loro messaggio anche quello che c'è tra le parole, non solo nelle parole. Lui è Glenn Mulcai, 45 anni, credo tre figli, due matrimoni, nel senso che nel pieno del suo secondo meraviglioso matrimonio ha appena avuto una, un pargolo e, e nonostante tutto è l'anima di un Moyo Fest che lo avete sentito, sbarca in Asia nei primi mesi del 2019, e avrà quattro giorni di manifestazione sempre a Galway hanno firmato oggi un contratto con la Università di Galway e quindi ci sono grandi cose in pentola e, e il movimento del mobile journalism internazionale si, come dire, si, si va delineando come un movimento in eterno, come dire, divenire in, eterna, in eterno cambiamento, d'altronde eh, cambia la tecnica, cambiano i linguaggi, cambiano gli strumenti e avete sentito qual è anche la visione di Glenn Malkey per il presente e il futuro, abbiamo parlato anche di drone journalism e lui la pensa come me, il drone è un mezzo per raccontare una storia e non deve essere solo un mezzo tecnico per fare delle immagini della Madonna. Allora ragazzi, eh, Italian Moyo Stories numero 34, e lui era il capo, the boss, Glenn Mulcai, and I would like to say also that in English uh, you have heard the chat, the long, long chat we made with Glenn Mulcai, uh, the uh, boss of the international community that talked uh, with us and spread to us a lot of uh, news about Mojo Fest that will take say in Asia for the first time and then we'll take stage again in Galway uh, for four days and not for three days and uh, it will be it will be honestly uh, another great experience for this community that uh, is in, in constantly in movement and uh, in uh, developing for this uh, new discipline that here in my Italian Moyo stories blog i used to spread uh, usually in Italian, but I had to do it uh, in English also for my English fellow colleagues. So, mm, so I motioned uh, to host uh, Glenn Mulcahy. Good luck for everything, uh, Glenn. Good luck for everything to Mojo Fest and to Mojo Tours. Uh, this immersive tour that will take stage in the first part of October and uh, I have to say that I made a mistake about the site uh, that is about this tour mojofest.tours uh, and uh, is online uh, probably it's a couple of weeks and uh, look about this, this immersive experience to learn Mojo if you want to take part to it. Uh, there are uh, a few places uh, to be filled up. And then thank you for all the advices and all the greetings for Mojo Italian, the, the, the Mojo Italia festival that will take stage at the end of September from 21st to 23rd in Roma at La Casa del Cinema. Io sono Francesco Facchini, questa è Italian Moyo Stories. 
alla prossima. I am Francesco Facchini and this is the Italian Moya Stories podcast. To the next one. Ciao. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started